0: Guys Recruiting, Director of Recruiting, and Mike Cagley, one of the Illini Guys and Big Sports Radio founders, and we're going to talk Portal Combat, among other things, and we're going to preview the Final Four when we get some time. So let's, gentlemen, has the Portal lived up to all your expectations over the past couple weeks? I mean, I guess we got over, what, 1,250 kids in the Portal from Division One, so I guess a good start.
1: I love the name, Portal Combat. Very clever. And you're right. It's 1,200 kids in it. And I guarantee you by next Tuesday, Wednesday, there'll be 1,500 kids in it. It's, it's fun. It's a fun. We knew this was going to happen. Once the transfer portal, we saw what it, what it, what it, was, what it was about. It's, just, it's like a little soap opera in the afternoon because every minute it changes. And I sit at the computer and I just refresh it every 15 seconds because there's a new kid being added to it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. I think it will be uh, is much more fun for us in the media than it is for the coaches uh, (laughs) and even the players. (laughs) The coaches have to re recruit their whole team and the players have to wonder, will I get the interest of the teams I like? And I think it really behooves players almost forces them to use back channel methods before they jump into the portal so that they don't end up in a situation that's much worse than their current one.
0: Yeah, you make a great point there. A lot of this stuff happens before they even enter the portal. They have a shortened list. They have an idea of what they're going to do because you have to. Like, I'll tell you a story, and, I, you know, we talked about this on on the radio show this weekend, right, where we're – you have a kid who, there was one kid who wanted to come to Illinois. Illinois was kind of interested through back channels, but then they did some more, and they said, no, we don't want him. Kid says, I'm going back to my old school. They need to do that because if they don't, they in the portal, they can't go back to their old school. So they have to have, they have there has to be these back channel um, information things going on. You know, or else it's just, you know, it's just free agency. Maybe they should have to sign, like, a two-year deal <laughs> when they go. Oh, you're, you're locked in for two years. Sorry, you're under contract for another year. So um, it's pretty wild. So uh, let's talk Illinois. I mean, Illinois has been involved with, a, named with numerous guys. For some reason, like, I, I've read on message boards, well, they're not involved with very many people. I, I, I would disagree. I think they're involved with a lot of people when you consider that they're two primary guys. You know, from last year that are that could can return. Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins are both going to declare for the draft, and to get feedback and so forth. Coleman's already done it, right? So I guess the, you know, if those two guys are back, and you bring back Dane Danger, that's three of your five returning starters. It's not like they need to go out and get five guys, six guys in the portal. They need to get good guys who can play. And that, that includes, let's add, you know, Ty Rogers, Luke Goody. It's not like there's a, uh, a, a shortage of, of bodies here. So, you know, and plus the guys coming in, Imani Hansberry and D- Draven Gibbs LaHorn and uh, Nico Moretti, he played out there and then sincere Harris as well is still on there. So there's a lot of bodies there. A lot of guys who can do some things. They just need some pieces to fit. And I think lead guard is the most important. What are you guys hearing? Kendrick, what are your thoughts on the guys are going after in the portal?
1: Well, here's what I think. I mean, I'm glad to hear you go through that list. I mean, it was really funny. Um, I was going to make a comment to your statement earlier. You know, look, Goody kind of laughed and said, this is kind of strange that my coaches have to re-recruit me. You know, I'm not going anywhere because he wants to be there. But the pieces of the puzzle are there. But I think, you know, it's we beat this to death. Everybody knows that Illinois struggled this year because of the lack of quality, high-quality volume point guard play which we know that they need. I just think they're missing some some pieces. I think they need more scoring. As as effective as Coleman Hawkins is, he's capable of putting up 20 points a game, but that's not realistic for him. He, that's just not who he is. And Terrence Shannon can be great, but then there's nights where he doesn't. And that's where you need a dominant scorer like a Matthew Meyer because there was a stretch, guys, where I know at Iowa City, Matthew Meyer carried Illinois when they went to Wisconsin, he carried Illinois when they played in New York, when they beat Texas, it was because of him. So you're going to have to have some more guys who we know for sure that are capable guys that can put the ball in the basket. And right now the the hottest thing going is mid-major guys. And I hate to use that term because they that's what they are. But, you know, when you look at the ACW tournament, you know, who's playing in the final four, those kids have been overlooked, but they're difference makers. They're, those kids can come in and play in any program, but Illinois needs scoring. They need more and more scoring. Since Sir Harris, I mean, he may improve, I mean, offensively, but that kid's never going to score 15, 17 points a game. That's never been Ty Rogers' forte either. So they have to have guys, whoever they get, that are proven scores that can come in and contribute right away. I think – the guard play is good, and I think they need a big man. And the one guy i have never, I don't want people forget about. I think Drayvon giff Longhorn is such a talented prospect. I think people easily forget about him. I think he could come in and be as every bit as good as Trent Frazier, if he pans out. Because on paper, and when you've seen him play, he looks—he's a freak athlete, and he's got some room to get bigger and
2: stuff as well. I think. Yeah, I think ultimately, by my way of looking at it. I think a if they can find a big who can score and rim protect, I think that's the most important thing because there's so few of them in college basketball. And then if you get a a, a point guard, that would be fantastic. And then you do need, as you guys were talking about, someone who can score probably on the wing. But too many years now, Illinois has has been susceptible to the deep freeze where all of a sudden for eight minutes, the whole team can't shoot. And they need a couple guys, you know, uh, to help prevent that. And the nice thing is Coleman Hawkins is probably not a 20 point per game player, but he can do that on occasion. And it, that gives him something to focus on for his NBA aspirations. The other thing I think is really important is they've got to get guys who can fit. And this is a lot like hiring for a, for a business. You know, if, if you're going to, be successful for Brad Underwood. You need a player who's very competitive. You need a player who's got a strong work ethic, who's adaptable to change, and who takes the initiative and works on his own. And I'm hoping that that the coaches have opportunities to take that into consideration as to what, you know, when they get a guy, somebody who will fit from an, a, a, a mental standpoint and from a cultural standpoint, so that they can be an everyday guy and they can enjoy rock fighting at the pizza hut.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's definitely takes a a different guy and you got to find the right fit and people that want to be there. There's no question about that. I I think it's interesting. I kind of look at this and I say, so what do they need? I think they need a, a creator. They need a guy who can not only create some point guard, but also score. They need a guy who can be a secondary ball handler, but also shoot it. I personally think Terrence Shannon is, can be dominant as a, as the small forward kind of position. He can play some two guard, but more small forward. If you had another two guard who could really shoot it, could handle it, defend at that position. And, and, you know, you, you could really to go with a point guard who can create, I think that's, that would be ideal. And then they need another big and they'd like to get a rim running big, you know, so I could see them adding, you know, three or four guys in the portal, um, And I I think we we, we kind of have an idea of what they want. So let's talk about some individual guys in the portal that we know. We also know that there are, and Ked mentioned earlier, there's going to be another, you know, two or 300 kids go in the portal probably in the next, next few weeks, right? I mean, they have until May 11th to get into the portal and be eligible for next year. I think it is so it's going to happen, right? There's going to be more kids. I mean, we're still, we haven't even hit April 1st yet. So um, we got a lot of time for people to enter the portal. And I think kids also, you're going to see kids enter the portal when other teams add players, they're going to be like, wait, you added this guy. Well, that's my position. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to go somewhere else. So I think that's going to happen. So let's talk about individual guys, some names I've heard. Um, I know that Illinois has, uh, as far as guards, let's, there's a lot of guys not in the portal, but some guards. One guard I know that they've reached out to just went in the portal. Kid out of VCU, Ace Baldwin, right? Dynamic, mm-hmm. dynamic guard. Um, that's I think he would be an ideal fit as the lead guard. Has a little Trent Frazier in his game from a defensive standpoint. Just gets after people. He was, uh, I believe, he was the A10 Player of the Year and the Defensive Player of the Year in the A10. So. That tells you somebody, you know, that, that's pretty good. Um, what are you guys hearing on him?
1: And he can shoot it. I think he shot well over 40-something percent from three, which is something that, we, you know, we've all talked about. He is a guy. And also, um, from his location, I believe Coach uh, Chester Frazier is, is taking the lead on this recruitment because of the area where he's from, the Baltimore area. I just really really think he would be a guy that's a proven guy, and like you said, he's tough. He, you know, he defends well, but to me, I'm just, i know defense matters because you're not going to see the court. If you don't play defense, with court right underwood, but I'm really looking at guys numbers especially from three um, because I really want to, I'm kind of curious to see Brad and Mike, if, Underwood will get rid of the spread offense, and he'll go back to the pick-and-roll kind of offense the way he did with Isle. Maybe he got away from that because of the guards that he had this year. I don't know. But maybe if he has more scoring guards and guards that can create and distribute, you know, like maybe Ace wants to do, maybe that may give him a different look on offense as well. But, I'm, I mean, when you can shoot 43% from the three, I'm impressed with that. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest
2: with you. I tend to trust the coaching staff on their selection of players from a talent standpoint. And I I just want to make sure that the fit with the rest of the team is good. You know, just like Ked said, they got to be willing to play defense. I'm not saying the guy is going to be a great defensive player. He's just got to be willing to go out there and put some effort into it, you know, because nothing makes Coach Underwood matter. Than the guy who goes out and does the Matador defense or the how about the make a bad play and do the slow jog back down on defense, um, you know and and I want to see someone who fits like that and I think I think you know uh, Baldwin is would be excellent yeah you know especially I'm very big on uh, Gibbs Lawhorn as well I think that Illinois has a scorer that 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 can be to be developed. And if you could get the right guys around him, the freshman season wouldn't come on his shoulders. And that I think really allows for a, a player to contribute more without all the pressure.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think he's definitely a guy who could come in and, um, you know, come in and make an immediate impact. I mean, he makes your team better. I, you know, we talk about win shares. I mean, he's probably like, you know, he probably makes your team four wins better next year, just having that guy. And he's the kind of guard that wins in March, too. And obviously, there'll be other guys in the portal. Another guard that I know that um the other thing they're looking for. So that's kind of the lead guard that we've we've heard mentioned uh, a little bit. So there's also shooting guards, you know, Um Damian Dunn from Temple, Cormac Ryan from um from uh, Notre Dame. Those are a couple guys that they have talked to. And I think both those guys would be great fits. I'm a big Cormac Ryan guy. I think he's really good. I think he's got a chance to um, really be a, a great two guard at the end of the year. And this is where sometimes you look at numbers and you don't, they don't tell the whole story. At the end of the year, he became more of a playmaker for Notre Dame. And so now you would have a guy who's a secondary ball handler who can, you can use in ball screen situations, but he's also an elite shooter. You know, he's one of the best shooters in the portal. So I think that would be a great fit there. What do you guys think about those guys?
1: Well, you're talking about the lineup next year. And a guy like Cormac, who I think could play the two guard, because I personally like Terrence at the three. That's just me. And I think if you – and, you know, playing in the ACC, it's good. And he's a, he's a bigger guy. And who's known as a shooter, and I think if you get the right point guard, whoever that is, you know, we, which we don't know yet, you get a good two guard in the portal who's a proven scorer, and I think because then, and he can handle the ball a little bit. I mean, not I don't want to just focus and say Terrence Shannon isn't is a good ball handler. He's much better in the open court, but I think in a half court setting, Cormac is able to, he's able to do that a little bit better. And then you put Terrence at the three; that's his natural position. I mean, granted he plays a one and two at Illinois, but I like him. In that position, if they were able to land him, and I know there's some interest there, but he will be the ideal
2: person to me in, in that role. I love the idea of six five guard who can shoot, you know, and put pressure on the the smaller guards in the Big Ten as well. Um, you know, if if you get the bigger guards, then your your pick and rolls become so much more devastating because we all remember what would happen, you know, when when Illinois would get uh, Plummer. At six one and very little uh defensive instincts. You know, if he gets to guarding a guy four or five inches taller than him, that was something that defenses could attack the Illini with. I like the idea of a big, tall, rangy shooter out there at the two. Uh sign me up for Cormac. You know what else too, though, if you want really to think about it, other than Ile,
1: and Trent was a Trent was a good defender, all the guards in Illinois they've been small. Cabello, small, Trent wasn't tall but he was a good defender you got uh jay neps was small i mean so they need a bigger guard because which we all saw and even scott when he was he wasn't tall either stocky guy but that kind of hurts you when when you got teams are able to post you up and you're trying to defend them so that's why i like some size as well
0: yeah no question um i think that that all makes sense i mean you know you could put together a team if you had literally and and i say this in all and I, I'm being totally honest. If you had a team with Ace Baldwin and Cormac Ryan and Terrence Shannon and Coleman Hawkins, that's a, that's the four starters that are really good. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a really good starting four, but they need that five. And we, I thought Dane danger had a really good freshman year. I really did. And I know they can slide maybe a Ty Rogers to four, play Amani at four, let Coleman play some five. I think that'll happen, but I think that they, they need a five, a rim runner guy who can, you know, affect things, maybe be better in defensively in a pick and roll. Um, than Dane was things like that. Who's that guy? Well, a couple there's been a few names out there, right? Illinois has been linked to, I know that they have talked to uh, Khalil, Ware, the seven foot uh, kid from Oregon. <coughs> now he's originally from Arkansas. The, uh, the backstory goes Chester actually had Khalil Ware on campus at Virginia Tech when Khalil was a sophomore and so this they go back a long way. And so they're there they've gotten involved, I know that uh, Illinois had a, had a had a conversation zoom with him, I think, uh, a couple nights ago, so you have that. You have uh, the it's uh, the King Shedrick the uh, big kid from Virginia, who we saw. Did I get his name right. Shedrick and so, but anyway, so. Uh, Kedrick. Kedrick. Oh yeah, that's right. So no, but he, we got him and he's a, you know, a our 6'10", 6'11", kid who can run the floor, very athletic. Um, and, and he wants to kind of have more of a role. I, I think he didn't have the role that he wanted at, um, at Virginia, you know, he didn't get as enough, much time. Um, And, and, you know, he's 6'11", 230, he had, he was really efficient, shot 67% from the floor, 79% from the line, so he's a good shooter. Um, And he's an elite shot blocker. Um, You know, so there's, there's that, I I think he fits really well. And then there was a young kid, and and I think sometimes when you're putting these together, you're also looking for long-term guys. Um, And I, um, there's a kid named Micah Handlichten from Marshall. Um, who is a rim running big 7 1. He needs a weight room. He was the Sunbelt freshman of the year. Um, I know I know that Coach Frazier talked to him um, on Thursday. And uh Illinois is in the mix there. And, and he's a kid that could be a really nice player. Off the you know, if you're looking for a guy, if you if you're looking for a guy, let's say you can't get a wear and you can't get a you know, um, you know, Shedrick, you know, for immediate impact. You have this kid, maybe he's the backup at the five, but he comes in, and he can play 15 minutes, and he can get in the fletch time. He could be really good. So what do you think about the bigs so far? And, and, again, I want to preface this by saying there are more bigs that are going to enter the portal over the next few weeks.
1: Well, I'm, if I had my pick, because Illinois has done a tremendous job, and Brad smiled when he, you know, when he talks about the transfer portal, because he's really positive and thinks that he could get anybody he wants in the portal, and I like that. I like that arrogance and confidence about him because he did get the number one player in the portal last year and the fifth best player. And the, the from what I've read and what I've seen, the number one player in the portal right now is Khalil Ware. I mean, and I mean, this guy has tons of talent, and he is more than. I mean, if he's not number one, number two or three, I think you get a guy like him. He is an Nista guy that can come in and turn the program around if you can get those guards. And maybe that's what they're selling, to, you know, to these guys. you got, you know, an all-Big Ten performer and Terrence Shannon coming back, Coleman Hawkins, who's potentially, you know, going to play in the NBA. you got a great bench. You put these pieces together, and I don't know if that's what they're selling these kids on, but if you look at the roster and you add a guy like Khalil, who I really like, you know, uh, Caden is, is good. I think he's I think he's strong. I think he's effective. But I just like Khalil. I think what he, that would put Illinois on the map. Coach Underwood said if he could keep all the pieces, the right pieces last year and then add the right pieces next year, I wasn't the only one that heard him say this, but he thinks Illinois could be one of the top ten teams in the country again. Doing that, you're going to have to land some of those top high-profile transfer kits.
2: Again, I'll restate my position. I think Khalil Ware – is so important because that rim protector is is so underestimated. Think about the the amount of uh, times that people just decided they weren't going to drive when Kofi Coburn was manning the middle for the Illini. Now, Ware's not that physical presence, but he can get up, and he can get up fast. So he's going to be a shot blocker. And again, there just aren't that many guys who can do what he can defensively. And he's also starting to get a good shot from outside. You know, that was something he didn't have in AAU. He's starting to be able to to, to shoot and get further out from the basket. Um, it, you know, he, he's certainly not an NBA stretch five yet, but um, he's got a lot of potential there. I think the rarity of the big man who can do both is such that it makes him Somebody that again, if I was going to rank him, I'd have to put him at number one just because of that.
0: You know, and what I'm told is that he does want to become an NBA stretch five. He wants to shoot the three so that he can do that. So, And the
2: other thing is, is when you look at the depth chart at Arkansas with the Twins um, and they've got another big. Bay
0: Yeah, Bay Bayfall.
2: Fall's coming. I, I, other than, I, I tell you what, I, I would really hope that this group of advisors around where they don't fall for the, Hey, let's take the big Walmart NIL check. And then our, uh, then the player doesn't have the opportunity to get out on the court and shine. And if you look at what Illinois has, they have the type of offense that he would like to learn to play in. And they have the playing time that would allow him to get out there and play well um, I think it's such a good match, and obviously Illinois, you know, has nil sources. You don't think you want to compare them to Walmart, but um, I do think that that for the long term good of the player, um, Illinois makes more sense for Kalil Ware than than Arkansas. Does.
0: Yeah, and and I think the one thing about him, he really he would fit well. Um, there's no question. And there's going to be other guys that fit well too. But man, if you can get one of these guys, a couple of these guys that we're talking about you have a great options, but it's pretty clear. Illinois wants that point guard. They want a wing that can shoot. They did not shoot the ball well from three and they'd like a big guy who can defend the rim, run the floor. And if he can shoot a little bit, then that's, that's even better. Um, clue or also you can sell him on Adam Fletcher that does a pretty good job of as a strength and conditioning guy with those big guys. All right. So I will tell you from my, my, belief, I, I think Illinois is in a pretty good position in the portal. Um, if they can retain, obviously, Terrence Shannon, Coleman Hawkins, the guys that are still, you know, we haven't talked about um, RJ Melendez. The expectation probably is that RJ's um, may, you know, maybe uh weighing his options of leaving. And, and we kind of, you know, we'll, we're going to let him announce that if that happens. But we know that Jay Nepps has left. We know that um Brandon Leib has left. So they've had lost a couple pieces there. Matthew Myers out of eligibility, obviously. So These are, you know, I I think Illinois is a good place. I think they're going to add these pieces. It doesn't always mean that they're going to get the guys that we want. Um, I think that the difference this year, instead of getting the best guy, they're actually getting guys that fit in a role instead of just taking guys to take guys. And I can guarantee you, even though I love Draven Gibbs the horn, I I like Nico Moretti, they're not going to rely on a freshman point guard next year. I can tell you that. So, all right. So, guys, let's let's talk Final Four. We got about five minutes left. Let's talk Final Four. Um, what do you got? What do you What do you guys think is going to happen? Ked, you go first.
1: I just think UConn. Looking at all the teams in the Final Four, UConn they're blowing everybody out. It's not even close. And I I like the Cinderella stories. I think it's great. I mean, this the Final Four right now with the teams that are in it is why. Well, that's what makes Mars Madness so great. You know. Um, it it really does. But I think and and it always works this stuff out in the end. The best teams always win. And I think when you're not even looking on paper, just how dominant you kind of are whether they be uh Gonzaga by thirty or something like that, I think I think they're the better team. I just I think it's them for for I think it's theirs and I think they'll they'll probably end up winning it. But all the Cinderella stories and all the mid majors, guys that just made names for themselves, things that we've talked about. I just think they're just at a different level comp- compared to the other teams that's left in the
2: tournament. Yeah, I, it's hard not to look at them as the favorite, but I, I do think, you know, San Diego State has to have some confidence because, in my opinion, Alabama was the best the best team uh, when this tournament started, and and San Diego State took them out with much easier than I thought a team would take them out. And I think if there's anybody who can turn the tables on UConn, it's them.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I I saw this thing today. The tournament is fantastic, right? And I was actually watching Brad Underwood, I think it was on the field of 68 from down in Houston. They were talking about tournament is so exciting. A single elimination 68 team tournament is not designed to pick the best team or to get the best team. You know, a you know, if we had best of seven series at every level, you're trying to find the best team, right? We're trying to. It's exciting as heck, though, isn't it? Right? I mean, you know, it's because you only have to beat them once. Like these guys have had a few days off, and they don't have to beat UConn in a best of seven. They got to beat them one time, and that that can happen. We know that. We know that can happen. So I I agree. I think UConn is the is the favorite, but man, I. It wouldn't shock me if Miami, Miami, I mean, Miami with their guards, the way they can get going. If Nigel Pack gets hot and Wong is hot and, you know, you start throwing those guys in there and they can, um, they can handle inside and they get hot from the perimeter. I mean, they're hard to beat when they're, when they're making shots. So, you know, they can do that. And then the other side, you're going to have a mid-major in there. So that's, that's always a fun, fun uh, thing as well.
1: Well, I remember, you know what's funny? You said that Charles Barkley made the comment that you made. I don't know if some of the listeners out there are Charles, Charles Barkley fans. He made the comment, when the NBA you have seven games, the best team always wins. It's Traditionally, that's what happens. But in college basketball, that's what makes this tournament so great because just for one day, one game for 40 minutes, you just have to outplay somebody. And if anybody want to know why Illinois is putting so much attention on guard play look at the outstanding guard play in this tournament miami's at a different level i mean what kansas state did it's just huge and it's fun that's what makes it great and you know Illinois, even though they haven't had the luck and you know basketball guys aren't with them right now they're bounced out of the tournament it's just good because you know at the end of the day the best team doesn't always win
0: yeah no question i i totally agree it's a, it, that's what makes it fun um you know, their the replacements probably wouldn't have you know beat the one the uh one that the whole season. But you know they, you know they beat the NFL stars one time. You know, but they did have the the quarterback. <laughs> they had the great quarterback. What John was his Wick. name? John Wick. Oh, John Wick. That's right. He was <laughs> shooting guys as he as he threw it. No, what was his name? What was that character's name? I can't remember his name. Uh, Shane Falco. They had Shane Falco. <laughs> that was the key. The replacement. So you know. You know uh i don't know well hey guys appreciate you guys coming on thanks for uh you got any final things you want to add cat or mike
1: i want to i hope to see illinois land somebody here pretty soon i know some of the play, current players are really curious to see you know who's going to be on the team and their teammates and one thing brad real quick the locker room is going to matter this year too i think that's going to be huge i mean mike mentioned the right bit what goes on in the locker room and guys are going to have to know what they're going to get when they, when they come to Illinois coach, Underwood's a tough coach, but the locker room is going to be just as important
0: when they
2: recruit kids. And Roman Reigns is going to lose to Cody Rhodes this weekend at WrestleMania.
0: Man, that's a big one. That's what we're waiting for. Mike, waiting for that prediction. (laughs) All right. Hey, for Mike Cagley, Kendrick Prince, this is Brad Sturdy. Sturdy for 30. Thanks for listening.